Stand up, everybody. Come on. Crank it up a little bit. Come on, come on, come on. You guys know this? My eye. And they lay me to rest. Going to go to the place that's the best. When I die, I'm up to the spirit. In the Come on, let's go. Up to the spirit in the sky. Worship air guitar. Come on, everybody. <laughs> Here we go. To the spirit in the sky. Spirit in the sky. And they lay me to rest. Go, go to the place that's a man. Oh, Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, God. We say more. And just, just like you moved in the 70s with the Jesus People Movement on the stinkiest people on earth. We say more. <laughs> Do it again, God. In Jesus' name, amen. You can have a seat. All right. I am so excited, and I just want to say my wife, Linda's here. What an honor. And my uh, sister and, um, and uh, her husband, Al, Deborah and Al are here. And uh, everybody else that's friends and partners, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for supporting us over the last 10 years. Did you know it's 10 years? How many of you took the, uh, the dream classes with Linda and I, right? How many of you? There's more of you. There's a bunch of us. We all started out together. Uh, then I got an upgrade. And uh, <laughs> anyway. that was over 10 years ago. You believe that? And, uh, and so uh, we've been, I've been on the road now 10 years training people how to hear the voice of God. It really helps, you know, <laughs> how to hear the voice of God, understand dreams and the supernatural and how to find your destiny because a lot of times night dreams point towards our life dreams. And uh, I found out after interacting with, with hundreds of thousands of Christians uh, that a lot of Christians don't know their own destiny. And it's shocking. So I help people find their destiny, became a life coach in the middle of it, and release a lot of prophetic words. Uh, if you haven't caught any of them, here's what you do, you know. Um, did you know that I actually prophesied a move of God in San Francisco last year that didn't happen? Anybody know that? <laughs> See, hardly anyone's raising their hand. I got that one. I was way off on that one. But here's, you want to know how to release prophetic words that, you know, when you miss it, no one notices? It's in my new book called... Uh, no. no, I missed that when no one noticed. You know why? Because you just release a whole bunch of them. 
And eventually something will stick to the wall. I've released a lot of prophetic words. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I really felt like last year that something was going to start happening. And something did start happening. And so I was here last year in December. And, uh, and, and we did this thing about opening the heavens and started, God really spoke to me that in February, I think it was around in February, that, that there was a move of God about to start in San Francisco. I was convinced of it. Well, prophetic people, we tend to lack something. It's called spiritual depth perception. Right? Everything looks like it's here, and it could be right here, or we, we, we feel things and see things before, uh, before it's time, uh, or we don't understand it, or it's just going to take some more plastic explosives to blow it open. Really. I'm convinced of this one. I, I have been praying for the Bay Area for a number of years. Linda and I met uh, and married. It's our seven, we just celebrated our 17th anniversary. <laughs> In the Bay Area, we met in the Bay Area, and, uh, and so I'm convinced of this, that this move of God's going to happen. In fact, I, uh, God spoke to me again just a few, uh, few weeks ago about it, but um, I've been releasing prophetic words on a daily. How many people get my daily prophetic words on Twitter? You want to get a word every day? Get on Twitter or Facebook. Just Google me or whatever. You'll find uh, daily prophetic words. I've been doing that since June. God told me, he spoke to me specifically, he says, I want you to start just releasing these things, um, you know, a daily prophetic word. I'm thinking, I, you know, I'm not sure I could do a daily prophetic word. And, uh, and so what I, I get them all a month ahead of time, about three weeks to a month ahead of time. I sit down at some anointed moment. You know, it's usually four in the morning. I can't sleep or something. I pull out my computer and I, just, and I stand before that day. I just get that day, and that day, I just put it down. And, and Twitter is 140 characters. Well, first of all, learning to prophesy at 140 characters is amazing. <laughs> it's hard to do. And so I get these prophetic words. And how many people have been t- blessed by these prophetic I'm serious. I get more response from my daily prophetic words than anything else. I even get blessed by them. Because I, I get them ahead of time and put in my Twitter buffer. I don't even know what's going to happen. They, lo- they load each day, and I go on to look. I go... Oh, wow. That's exactly what we're going through. Anyway. But see, the reason I did it, the reason I did it, it started in June, been doing it every day since June, is that um, God told me to, to operate in a different way. And I was used to operating and releasing one big prophetic word in a month, so I decided to move it down into releasing a day. And then at one point for one month, I, don't, I, I just started releasing everything I would get at any given moment on Twitter, any given moment. I was tweeting uh, up to 125 prophetic words a month. But then it was overkill at one point. <laughs> and it was like, all right, anyway. That's, that's too much. But what I was trying to show people is God is speaking all the time. And that we miss it. We miss most of the time because it's so subtle most of the time. Or it goes like this most of the time. Or we think it was our own imagination. Or we think it was something that we were, you know, that someone would next to us. You know, you get up next to someone and you might be even picking up on them. You don't know it. That's the prophetic. We, we quite often, we miss this stuff. And so the only reason, I don't know why I was mentioning all that, except that God's speaking right now. He's speaking all the time. We are in a time right now. I just, and I just want to say this, that... And I, I, uh, God was not surprised with the presidential elections. And on my webcast, anyone see my webcast? When I, I actually had a dream uh, in September that I was sitting, I, I was sitting with, a, with a, another prophetic person and we knew who the next president was going to be. Wrote it down in the dream. 
And uh, so on my webcast in, in um, October, I actually took a risk as a prophetic person, which I don't usually do this, because if you're wrong, then the following month you have to teach on how to hear the voice of God all over again <laughs> and why people miss. Because there's a difference between inaccuracy and false prophets. There really are. Yeah, there's a big difference. So I took the risk, didn't tell anybody except Linda. I, I, I think you know, Linda was the only person I told. Wrote it down, put it in the envelope, and I was going to open it up the day after the elections. And I did open it up, and guess what was on there? Obama was on there. And I just said this. I said, God knew. He foreknew. I didn't, he, he gave it to me not to go influence anybody to vote. Not to do it, it really, it wasn't any reason not to make me look good or anything like that. He gave it to me to comfort the people later who were freaking out. <laughs> who, not only freaking out, I mean, we're talking about half the church losing their, their marbles over the thing. Yeah, we're going down. Yeah. They're going to sleep in the bed they made. Since when does God give up? Right? Since when, since when are we now all screwed now because we get the wrong people? And since when does all that happen? I mean, that's not the Lord. That is not the kingdom theology. The kingdom of God is, uh, God's always at work and he, will, he, he does things that, that way beyond our understanding. And so I've been releasing these words all along here. It was not that he, he said you voted wrong or anything like that. He, God wanted people to know that he knows stuff. And everything's going to be all right. And then I got a prophetic word. I released it last month, this prophetic word. At that time, uh, I believe it was uh, with the inauguration of the 44th president for the next four years, people who have suffered for four years, if you've suffered from 2008, anyone? The last four years? Has anyone suffered loss or anything in the last four years? God said this. As the 44th president, 4 plus 4 is 8, new beginnings. As the 44th president takes a second four years of office, he's going to reverse the last four years of suffering and repayment is coming now. I'm telling you, that this is a time, this isn't a time to freak out. It's a time to rejoice. Is this thing too close to me or something? I'm getting a lot of, i got to be able to go like this. Here we go. Hey. Part of the dramatic effect I do. <laughs> so God says this. He says, watch me. Says, and the Lord's saying this. I've been releasing this word for a while now. Is we must break out of our political agendas and get into a kingdom agenda. Yeah. Now, we could still be political. My wife and I are political. We vote. I'm not political from up here. We vote. Uh, we've written our representatives, right? And uh, we do things like that. Uh, we are very political in that sense. But, but what we were doing is, Linda told me uh, just the other day that we were talking, and she says, you know, I never see it in, in, the Old Te- or the, in the New Testament where the disciples were really freaking out about Caesar. The book of Acts, they were not pulling together and freaking out because they were about to kill people. They were kingdom focused. They were kingdom oriented. They, 
they did things according to God's kingdom. And yes, they prayed. And, and Jesus even says, give to, to the government what's the government's. Give to Caesar what's Caesar's. And give to the Lord what's the Lord's. It, it's like we don't need to be freaking out so bad over this stuff to where we're cursing people. Come on. Uh, this is really, if you're not blessing, you're cursing. And Jesus says, curse not. He, does, he says that. And that we got to turn this ship around because a lot of Christians have lost their brains over this last election. And I'm sorry, there was a grieving. It's okay to be sad, but the ship's not going down. And last I checked, Satan's not in the White House. He's somewhere else. Satan is not in a man. And I just want to say that I've got to stand up because we have to pray for our president. And 2 Timothy 2.14 says, the Apostle Paul says this. Listen, the Apostle Paul says to pray for those in charge, right? The leaders, right? He, but did you know, did you know this? Anyone who could study the Bible knows that when Paul wrote that, do you know who was in charge? Nero, the one who was executing Christians was in charge. Paul steps up and says, pray for them. Pray for him. In fact, Paul goes, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to go witness. I'm going to go invade that place. See, the kingdom of God is offensive, not defensive. The kingdom of God is on a whole other level than the, the kingdom uh, that, uh, you know, the, uh, the governmental uh, kingdoms on earth. And God wants to operate in the government, and he wants to do that. He wants to, but, you know, he will do it in spite of everything. He, will, he really will. And so I got good news for you, is that uh, we're, we're in for some good times. And, and really, I would, I would love to write a book that's, that's entitled, God is Not a Jerk. As some might perceive, you know, and, and, and that we really, really got to grab hold of a kingdom mindset. The kingdom mindset is this, is that is all things work together for good. They do. Yes, they do. Is that all things are possible for those who believe. Yes, they are. It really, uh, the kingdom mindset is God is our only reality. And when you can get in, I tell you, you got to get in denial of Satan. And now my wife's a therapist, so she goes, be careful with that, right? We don't want to get in denial of too many things. But, <laughs> but with Satan, you can get in denial. He can hit you over and over. Guess what? It's not reality. And we, my wife and I, we've gotten to a place now where we've been hit so many times, it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, well, sort of. That's why we're taking a month off. But, you know, it's... <laughs> Been on the road 10 years, I need a month off. But really, it, it, is that we get hit so many times, once we realize it's the enemy, it just changes it. We kind of drop everything. If we're, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Only thing that matters is what God's called us to do. That's the only reality. You've got to get that. You're, you get hit, guess what? If you get hit by the enemy, guess what? There's a call of God in your life. Because the enemy never, he never messes with anybody that's not a threat. And so if you're getting hit hard, guess what? There's a big call of God on your life. <laughs> I know. I know this. I'm, I'm a living testimony of this. I've been hit over and over and over and over and over. You know, I might appear to be Mr. Positive on releasing stuff. I had one of the worst weeks ever, you know. 
personally, but guess what? It doesn't matter. It does. I mean, it matters about my feelings and all that stuff, you know, but, but it doesn't matter in the bigger picture of things. And it, check this out. Whatever you focus on, you really will uh, make a reality in your life, whether, you're, whether it's real or not. If you're focusing on the fearful things, that's all you're going to see. And so uh, God gave me this prophetic word just last month that we're entering into this time and that we must be, this is what he told me, be active in voting and writing representatives, stay active in the government, be very careful. This is what the Lord said. Be very careful to not listen to negative inter- internet rumors that are not confirmed and talk radio that is neg- negative. That's what he said. He said, I want you to tell my people to, to be careful of listening to negative talk radio and unconfirmed rumors, which is gossip. And he said this, that many of these talk show people are not prophets and they are not hearing my voice. That's what he told me. Because if they were hearing his voice, we would be talking about different things. I'm serious. I, I don't know. Maybe you don't know me, but I've gotten a track record now of being able to hear the Lord in seasons. And this is a time that we must now listen to the right voices. We really do need to listen to the right voices. So it, it, when I just release this word, I, I'm just releasing it this month. Um, some people don't like that. And guess what? I don't care. <laughs> God wants to blow your mind with something new. That's what he told me. And this month, I heard se- I had several dreams of things happening a totally new way. I've had these prophetic dreams. Uh, and uh and God told me that it's going to require a mindset change for us because he's about to step into all things are possible and we have the, imp- the, we have the doubtful mindset, right? And so uh, he wants us to renew our minds and renewing our minds is not just uh, stop thinking of bad things. That's what we think of renewing our mind. That's when you stop thinking of the sinful things and that's all you do is think of God, right? Is that what renewing our minds usually is? Stop thinking of the bad thing, right? Renewing your mind goes way beyond that. Renewing your mind gets rid of ungodly beliefs. Gets rid of all the, you want to know a negative talk show? Listen to your own brain. There's a negative talk show. Because God goes and tells you to do something, all of a sudden, uh, you know, you're fearful, or I can't do that, or, uh, you know, I battle these things even today, is, is you know, he's calling me into something new, and I'm like, oh, uh, you know, I got scared, I started thinking, oh my goodness, you know, what if I fail, you know, I'm, uh, maybe I'm not smart enough, stuff like that, you know, but guess what, we, that's the thing that we need to renew right now, we need to take a list, here's what I, uh, I'll talk to you in a minute about, it, but make a list and how to, how to nuke it, okay, got it, how to nuke the list. This is what the Apostle Paul says, Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. See, if you're thinking about not thinking about something bad, all you're going to do is think about something bad. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not gonna, you know, if you, did you know that your brain can't even process the word no and don't and not? Because if I say don't think of a giant hippopotamus. 
Don't do it. Don't you think of the giant. Don't. You've got to, right? You've got to put it in your brain to do it. But if you think about things that are opposite, things that are lovely, things that are pure, in other words, you need to start thinking about what you look like in the future. Kim Clement, you know his song? You know what that song is? I see you in the future and you look real good. You need to see yourself in the future and you look real good. And things are getting better all the time. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, we've got to get to this place where we're thinking these things, even though other things might be there. So it's important to change. Uh, our way of thinking to line up with God's unlimited power. Did you know that God's unlimited power is there available for us all the time? And, and, and um, Proverbs, check this out. Proverbs 11.27, this is in the New Living uh, Version. It says, if you search for good, you will find favor. But if you search for evil, it will find you. Now here's the deal. If you search for good, you'll find favor. Well, guess what? I have a lot of favor in my life. You know why? Because I search for good. I try, to, I try to bless people. Encouraging words constantly. You know, we, we try to bless people. We're not perfect, but we try to bless people. Guess what? We find favor. Because whatever you shall reap, therefore you shall sow. You know what? If you're having a bad time in your life, think about this. Maybe you need to go on a negative talk and negative thought fast. If you're having a bad time in your life, if you're not getting good customer service, if you're getting stuck in traffic, if you get constantly dealt a bad card, if you get a bill in the mail uh, for $100 and you get a check in the mail for 100 at the same time, you know, you know what I mean? If you constantly have this routine going on, I call it stuck in the spin cycle over and over, Maybe you might want to try my negative talk and negative thought fast. How many people want to do it? Go on a fast. I want to challenge you. Go on a fast from negative talk and negative thought for the next three weeks and your life will change. You know why? Because sooner or later, because you're going to catch yourself... You're going to catch yourself thinking something negative. You're going to have to flip it around. And sooner or later, what you, show, what you sow, therefore, you shall reap will catch up with you. And so I still, I don't want you to be spineless. I still complain. <laughs> but I'm not a grumbler. I dropped out of the grumblers club a long time ago. I have to walk away from I have to tell people even. I go, it's not all that bad, you know. Uh, you know, it's like the, you ever watch the Flintstones and, and all the animals were grumbling? You ever notice that? All the animals, they pull on the monkey tail and he rings the doorbell and he's grumbling, you know. Uh, everyone grumbles. They grumble at work. They grumble all the time. You've got to drop out of the grumblers club because that's what's cutting us off. Too much grumbling, therefore, sends us back in. You know what? When you grumble and complain, we were talking about this today. When you grumble and complain, you are rehearsing your past and it sends you right back into your past, and it will not propel you to the future. How you propel to the future is blessing. And so what I do is I still complain at times. There's times when you got to complain. But if I do complain or if I file a complaint, I make sure, I, I tell you, I do this, I make sure that I file two compliments or more for every complaint. <laughs> because you have to offset the complaint compliment ecosystem. Right? You have to. 
If you're blessing more than you are cursing, eventually you're going to be full of blessing. It's going to follow you all the days of your life. It will follow you. I'm a living testimony of this. I was complaining all the time about being stuck in the back of the plane. I traveled, you know, 150 days a year. And I, I was always in the back. I was in, it was really weird. I'd be in row 66, seat number six. And I, I couldn't figure out why everything was going on. I was complaining about it. It was a crying baby on me, someone throwing up in a bag. And I'm just trying to do the work of God. I don't know what everyone's problem is. And the Lord told me to drop out of the grumblers club and watch what happens. Guess what? I did. And it was about, I, I think it was about a, a, just a, six weeks later, something happened. I've gotten more first class upgrades for free. I'm not kidding you. Not just because of, uh, you know, this is before I got into the higher uh, frequency of frequent flying. But I started getting first class upgrades. And uh, so I started getting so many of these upgrades and getting, you know, that I, I was just talking about this. I've been on the road for a long time, 10 years, 150 meetings a year for 10 years and, and uh, doing this. And I've never missed a meeting. Perfect. I've never had perfect attendance in school. <laughs> I, I almost threw up in a bucket on the stage once, but I never missed a meeting because, and you know what? I only lost a couple of luggage, I mean, a couple of times and it was a prophetic word for the church. They were missing something. <laughs> we never missed a plane except once. We missed a plane once because Lynn and I uh, slept in. We freaked out, kind of like today. And uh, we kind of, <laughs> shut up, like, I'm administratively impaired. But uh, I have such travel grace because, you know why? Why? Because if you search for good, you will find favor. So I have favor in my life in this area. And, uh, and so at one point, I wanted to sew one of those first-class seats back into someone's life. I wanted to tithe a first-class upgrade. And, and I was looking for someone to do it for. And then a, a couple got separated, you know, and, and their husband was in first class and she wasn't. And I said, I'll just give you the, my seat. I don't mind at all. And I didn't come in the back. Yep, that's right. That was me. <laughs> I wanted to keep it quiet. You know, I just wanted to bless the guy and let him uh, fly with his wife. I know what it's like if we get separated, if we're on frequent flyer miles or something and, and stuff like that. So what happened was uh, they couldn't, it was hard for them to receive because, you know, the world's not used to this. They're not used to kindness. And so we got to blow them away with kindness. And, uh, you know, I just said, that's fine. I just, thank you. But the, you know what? Something happened and that, that flight attendant came back to me because she saw something she wanted. She saw, really, she saw, and this is what happened. I want to tell you this. Say, thank you very much. Really, thank you very much. That's all you got to do. And, and, and bless them and find a way. And she goes, I want to buy you a drink. And I said, I'll have a double water. <laughs> but she wouldn't stop there. She goes, no, I'm not kidding. She goes, I, I said, no, well, I don't really want to drink. And uh, I'm going to preach. Catch me later. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know I'm not a saint up here. Anyway. <laughs> it's never happened on the flight home, but uh but <laughs> but she wanted to give me something. So I had to receive it. She gave me some headphones or something. I took it. You know why? If someone gives you something, take it. 
unless it's poison or something. But, you know, uh, if someone wants to give you something, because there's a spiritual principle that says that you give to receive. She saw something in me she wanted, so she knew. I mean, she wouldn't stop, so I knew that she knew in her spirit that she had to give me something to receive the blessing back. And so I received the headphones. And as I did, I touched her hand and gave her the blessing back. There's something about it you got to give to receive. You got you to gotta sow. You sow into this thing and it will come back to you. You know what will come back? Pressed down, shaken together, running over your lap. That's not just money. That's blessing. But if you are looking for evil, if in other words, it says this in Proverbs eleven twenty seven. If you search for good, you'll find favor. But if you search for evil, it will find you. In other words, if you're always looking for the bad in someone, that's all you're going to see. If you're, that's all you're looking for, something negative in someone or, the, or some leader or, or, or something like that. That's all you're going to see till you put the God glasses on. You get the God glasses going. Here's my pair. You get the God glasses going. Everything looks different. Whoa. I know they look like a little girl, but uh, everything looks different through God's glasses. And did you know that you can change right now? Did you know that you can change right now? I I walk people through changing instantly. You have a choice. Change. You either go do something different. Maybe you can't. Maybe you're stuck in that situation. Maybe you can't get another job. You know, maybe you can't, you you don't want to get a divorce or something. You know what? But you know how you change that is change how you view it. You can change in an instant to say, oh, I need grace for this. I'm going to have grace to get through this season. Guess what? How many people know that? Your whole outlook will change. Or this is just temporary. Because I'm going to use this situation to get through to what God has. And guess what? Your breakthrough will come like that. You'll break through much, much, much quicker. So in other words, we've got to look at the things around us and look for, don't look for what's wrong in the situation. Look how to bless or bless the situation. Watch the talk. Learn to bless and flip it around. Uh, my um, prophetic words I've been releasing over the last 10 years became more, actually more precise when I started to bless. In 2007, I decided to my prophetic words would be the positive side of things because to me, and I'm not judging anybody else, but to me, there is, there's no benefit to know what's going to happen if it's bad without a positive solution. There's no benefit in it. That's in my opinion. So I see things. Yeah, I see stuff. But I just, what I release is the opposite of that. And you know what? It turns the situation around. Everything turns around because God is the God of blessing. Everyone says, yeah, brother, but he's the, he's the God of judgment too. Yeah, but mercy triumphs over judgment. I've got a trump card for every one of those words. You want to play God cards with me? God always wins. He does. So, what I'd call this is the ministry of the opposites. The ministry of the opposites. That's what I have. I have the ministry of the opposites. And so here's what I do. I help people all the time. I'm a life coach. I help people all the time to make changes. If you have anything negative in your life, 
Here's what I'd want you to do. Here's your homework. Take a list of all the negative things you have in your life. Use two pieces of paper if needed. <laughs> what? Debt? What else? Negative things? Family problems. Separation. Money situations. No job. What's that? Health. Health things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Even discouragement, hopelessness, you know, uh, your kids, whatever, right? Make your list. Now, on the other side of it, begin to write out things. Like if you have poverty and debt, write something opposite like this. Not just no debt. You want to get creative. The opposite is debt-free and money All the money you need to do what God calls you to do when he calls you to do it. How about that? That's called financial freedom. That's called kingdom freedom. So the opposite of debt is blessing and enough money to do what you need to or whatever it is, time, whatever it is for you. The opposite of sickness, complete wholeness and energy to share God's love with joy. Make a sentence that's compelling. I want to share God's love with joy. Did you know that it matters how you feel? Because if you don't feel good, you're not going to be nice. And if you aren't nice, you're not a good representative of God. And maybe you ought to stay home. (laughs) Or be nice. It's National Be Nice Day. Let's just go out and be nice to people. Depression. If you're suffering depression, what's the opposite? Joy. A clear mind. Sound judgment. That mind's... There's a calling there. Right? So I want you to do that. List your negative things and then flip it. And flip it good. <laughs> Am I making all... Does it usually make this much noise? Is this... Well, I don't know if it's all right with you guys. I'm making... All right. Just making me feel like I'm flapping in the wind up here or something. Over the next 90 days, this is what the Lord told me. He's going to do um, accelerated healing. I just got this last week. Actually, I just got this this week. Uh, Over the next 90 days, he's going to do accelerated healing in three key areas. Number one, he's going to heal broken hearts. He's going to heal lost dreams. And uh, he's going to heal hopelessness. There's an accelerated healing over the next 90 days. Now, it'll go beyond that, but right now it's a 90-day jump start for you. Would you like to uh, a 90-day jump start? Broken heart, Psalm 34, 17 and 18. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. And the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And the Lord said this, There's too many people who are crushed in spirit right now. And he's been close to you if you're brokenhearted. I I don't care if it's brokenhearted from loss of love. Maybe you're not married yet. You're brokenhearted over that. Maybe you're brokenhearted over something in your family. Any broken hearts in the the room? Am Am I preaching to the wrong crowd here? Yes, there's broken hearts. In the next 90 days, watch and see. Begin to ask the Lord to pour out that. Just, all right, if you've got a broken heart in any area right now, Father, pour it out. Pour out your accelerated healing on broken hearts. The next area is lost dreams. I've been asking God to heal this. This is bad right now. It's called hope deferred. 
We are suffering from hope deferred. Proverbs 13, 12 and 13 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. See, we tend to focus on that first part. Oh my goodness, we tend to focus on the negative side. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Everyone says that. But do they ever say, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life? We don't know that. Most people, did anyone not even know that part of the next verse? Right. Here's what you want to do is look up those negative verses that you know. (laughs) Read the next one. See if there's something more to the story that they haven't been telling you. Because a longing fulfilled. So... Being a prophetic person who, I'm an active prophetic person. I prophesy over 5,000 prophetic words a year. Uh, you know, I, I give prophetic words personally all the time. Uh, I'm kind of fresh out tonight, uh, but uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, out of the 5,000, you know. I'm going to line up up here. I won't tell you how many I can do an hour either. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, a lot. But. Here's the deal. Being a prophetic person, I see hope deferred. And people get all worked up over prophetic words, but if they don't do anything with them or they don't see anything, it makes them sick. If I get a prophetic word that personally, I get a lot of words, people give me lots and lots of words, but sometimes I hear one that, oh, is accurate. (laughs) I don't mean because some words are encouragement. Some words are meant to bless. But sometimes you get one of those words. Wow. And you know it, right? It's a little bit more. You've heard that one before. And you know what I do? I activate it somehow, some way, activate it. I write it down, first of all. Write it in my journal. And I pray over it. And I ask the Lord to fulfill that. And I watch for it. Maybe even take a step. Take a step, a phone call, or do some research or something towards it. Go find someone doing something near that and talk to them. Take a step and activate it and see what happens. Hopelessness is being healed right now. And uh, lost dreams. Too many prophetic words that haven't come to pass. My friend Larry Randolph has a sermon called, I'll cash those prophetic words in for you. (laughs) It's time to redeem them. That there are some words we really need to sift out some of the words that are just null and void because people change their mind. You know that God can do that? Is that God intended for something to happen, but the other person said no, and he can't force himself on anyone? And it becomes null and void with that particular person. Or you've got to determine if it is something that you need to go for, you know, be willing to die for. But, you know, God, God is not one to make you suffer. He will bring something else. He will. You've got to go after it. He will bring it if you go after it. That's the kind of God we serve. I know that. I know. I know him. Do you know him? Do you know his heart? Do you know that he's like a father? Like, you know what? Something happened when I became a grandfather. And God uh, spoke to me when I held my grandson. Suddenly, you know, I don't know what it was, but more grace came into my bones. I don't know. It's like this, this child can do no wrong. And then, so my daughter's like, you know, I wish you were that way with me. You know, <laughs> right? This thing happens, a syndrome. Well, you know, God begin to speak to me that he's that way with us. We need to see him as grandpa. If you can't see him as a loving father, 
see him as one who has total grace for you, really. And to be able to see you and, and look at you and say, I love you. I love you, right? Hopelessness is going to be healed right now. Lost dreams is going to be healed. God's renewing new prophetic words right now. Hopelessness. Anyone, uh, in, uh, uh, Ecclesiastes 9.4, anyone among us, oh, check this one out. Anyone who is still among the living has hope. <laughs> wow, there's a good, there's one. <laughs> Put that on your bathroom mirror. Well, still alive today, we've got hope. Check. What are you doing? I'm working out my hope. Really, if you've made it, guess what? God says he's proud of you. Many people in this room right now, did you know there are people who gave up a long time ago? You didn't. He's proud of you. You're among the living. That doesn't mean just living physically, spiritually living. Proverbs 23, 18. Surely there is a future and there is a hope and your hope will not be cut off. There's a future and your hope will not be cut off, says the Lord. Psalm 25.3, no one whose hope is in you, the Lord, will ever be put to shame. You will not be put to shame. Your mind or other people might try to put you to shame, but the Lord won't. And he is actually the enemy. Let me check this out. Uh, let, me, let me say this. Check it out here. The enemy is a liar and he's getting people to believe that there's no hope. That's when, when I heard Christians say there's no hope after the elections, I knew Satan must be near. Because God is the God of hope. It's anti-Bible to say there's no hope. It is. It's, it, it's an anti-Christ message to say there's no hope. That's when you know there's false prophets around if there's no hope. There's tons of hope. Here's what the enemy's doing right now. He's going to try to make you think you've screwed up so badly that there's no hope. Amen. Did you know that? Here's the word I got for, uh, for a couple months ago. I can't remember when it was. I heard the Lord say, Ali, Ali, oxen free. <laughs> Safe to come home. Or he gets you to think that you're... Um, that you've tried in the past and failed, therefore you can't do it in the future. Uh, you've never will find love. You'll never get married. You're damaged goods. These things are ungodly beliefs, right? These are lies and they're part of what I, 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 the Lord showed me was spiritual identity theft. And it is healing spiritual identity theftness. It's really important right now to catch this. Um, watch for these steps over the next three months. Brokenhearted being healed, lost dreams being healed, hopelessness being healed. It's acceleration. Are you with me here? You fall asleep on me all of a sudden. You start getting, you're introverted suddenly. 2012 was a year of completion. That's the prophetic words I released. I got more done. If you didn't get anything done in 2012, we're still a couple weeks left. I got more done in 2012 than I have done maybe in a decade, and I do a lot. I wrote a book, and I released uh, the Dream Crash Course, my, uh, my, my video training on uh, how to understand dreams. And I released my uh, how to prophesy over people who have tattoos. 
you know, using the same understanding, the ta- prophetic tattoo training, they're on my website, dougaddison.com. And uh, I released those things this year. Three things I've been trying to do for years. Suddenly, I kept going up to the doors and they were unlocked. And I, lo- I released my, oh, my powerfully, positively funny stand-up comedy DVD. I've been trying to do this for years. Suddenly, I came here last year, did a stand-up. How many people went to the comedy time, right? And uh, had a couple of uh, floodlights duct taped right up into my face. But, you know, it warmed me up to be able to go here. I went, I kept trying to record this thing. You know how I would do this? Is I try to record it. And I go ask someone to help me. Living around L.A., you'd think it would be people to help me get this on DVD. I mean, a good, uh, you know, uh, a good copy of it and everything. And they all wanted $5,000, $8,000, $10,000. That was a sign to me that the door was locked. You know, <laughs> I didn't have 5000 I mean, I went by faith. I tried, you know, I tried everything, you know. And then one day, right after I left here, uh, last year when I did the stand-up comedy show, I got a contact from a guy who, he's in New Jersey, and he videotapes for Dr. Oz, and he said, I'll do your show, I'll videotape it with two cameras, and put it out on DVD, the raw DVD, for $900. And I said, guess what? The door just opened. <laughs> I didn't have $900, but if someone at that level says to do it for $900, you're going to get $900. Right? So the door opened. I've been trying to release my dream crash course all along. And all of a sudden, some guy comes along who's had all this experience and all that says, hey, you know, I just started a new business and I need to fill in some space. You know, I'm usually 75 an hour. I'll work for you for 15 an hour. Guess what? The door just opened. (laughs) And I'm not saying base all this on money or being cheap or anything. I'm not (laughs) But I'm just saying that this was a year of completion. I completed more stuff. And, uh, and so 2013 then is going to be a year of longings fulfilled. Is going to really longings fulfilled in 2013. We're going to see something happen. There's a rebirthing happening of the healing movement. I just had a prophetic dream that John Wimber, the founder of the vineyard, uh, anyone know about John Wimber, right? Founder of the vineyard now in heaven released the healing uh, really, the, the power healing, the healing anointing came through a lot of his meetings. And uh, in, in this dream, I just had this la- uh, two weeks ago, prophetic dream where I was standing in line in the dream to be retrained for healing. And I was thinking to myself in the dream, uh, I've been recertified one too many times, but I'll do it again. You know, you ever been retrained and retrained and retrained? And, uh, and so I'm going to get retrained again for healing. And, uh, and so the doors open and, the, and it was a, like light from heaven came through and John Wimber walks out. And I'm thinking, hey, suddenly I wasn't grumbling anymore. <laughs> Someone who knows what they're talking about coming out. And he was going to release this new healing anointing. And then I started looking at him. Though, and he started telling us about this healing anointing that was coming. And I looked at him and he was sick with cancer and he had a wig on. And if you know, he died of cancer. And he says, I know what you're thinking, that I can't be up here teaching this because I'm sick. And he says, it's not about me. And if you know John Wimber, you know what he'd say? It's about him. He said, what I'm releasing right now is about him and not you. And you don't have to be all well. 
to do this thing. You don't have to be all put together to do what God's about to do. And not only that, what the Lord said is it's not going to be one movement now. It's not going to be like just the Vineyard Church. It's going to be worldwide. It's going to be church-wide. It's going to be people who said yes, who will stand up there in line and be willing to get retrained right now, which means the Lord wants to do something different, which means we're not going to do healing meetings. We can still do them the old way. You know what the old way is? There's, and, and I can just tell you right now, I can pick up on uh, uh, words of knowledge, and there's someone uh, who has uh, a, um, um, some, a problem. I just keep feeling a problem in the hip area right here, or socket or hip. Is that someone... I feel it right there. How many we got? Okay. We got a couple here. We could do this and bring you down and, and do something. But, you know, that's okay. That's the word of knowledge way. And then we let the Holy Spirit speak. There's nothing wrong with it. But what would a new way look like? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. What if we did stand-up comedy? You know, I... I was prayed for by Todd Bentley and the, and the Lakeland Revival. I flew across this. Linda flew across the stage. I flew across. I mean, I was out, down for the count. And I received the healing. And, and I tried to be a man. I really did. You know, he come walking over towards me, and I just saw like a vapor of God's presence. And suddenly he walks up, and it's like in slow motion. And I go, hard. <laughs> and I'm trying to be a man. Linda had already flown over. She flew up on the stage. We were backstage. She flies up on the stage. And, and security came over because she flew up on the stage and in the seat next to Bobby Connor. <laughs> and security's coming over. And I'm, Linda, she, I'd never seen her do that. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how she got up there, you know. And here I am like, I'm going to be a man. I was Gumby. I couldn't do anything. I don't remember what happened. Next thing you know, I'm breakdancing. I don't even know how to breakdance. I was doing the coffee grinder. So I got up and I was thinking, wow. I'm going to take this healing anointing around the world. So I started, I went right there and flew the next day to a healing meeting. And I got, you know, because I'm prophetic, I can tell you what, I can diagnose the whole room. I can tell you what's wrong with you. <laughs> I can. So I was diagnosing the whole room. They were coming down. They're excited and everything. No one's getting healed. And I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I did a few times and I'm like, I, I, this is, it's not me. I, I just can't, I can't, I'm a new wineskin. I can't operate in an old wineskin. I'm new, I can't. It won't work for me. So then, remember we went to the meeting and I did stand-up comedy and the guy got the gold filling in Tennessee. The guy gets a gold filling when I go get up and do stand-up comedy. So I went back to just being a comedian. Because that's the new wineskin. Or maybe go to what you're doing. Try something new. I've been trying my stuff new. For one year, 2010, God told me, do something new. Be a future Christian in the current church. That he's going to do something new. So I came out every Sunday. And I spoke a lot of Sundays. Every Sunday at every church I spoke at. I didn't tell the pastor, but I gave him my iPod or my iPhone. 
And I had him put on Rod Stewart. <laughs> the first 42 seconds of Hot Legs. And I would come out to Hot Legs on a Sunday morning. The Lord told me to do this. And I thought, I'm here to give a prophetic word. They're not going to take me serious. And he says, but you're a comedian. <laughs> Was anyone in one of those meetings? And, and this is how I started the, the Sunday morning service. Sunday morning is like, a, hey, this isn't, a, isn't it like an advanced school or something. Sunday morning is a mixed family. And so I come out to hot legs and release a hot leg anointing. And then three quarters of the crowd, every single church for the entire year, three quarters of the congregation or people, depending on what church I was at, would get very warm legs, feet, or knees. And I'd stop, the music would stop, and I'd say, how many people, whoa, <laughs> have hot legs? Like, I can't even stand it. <laughs> I'm getting them right now. How many people right now are getting, because I got them, your legs, your feet, or your knees, something is either tingling or different. Something's going on. Stand up really quick. I want to release this anointing. Come on, I went farther than that. Leg, feet, and knees, something. It's either a warmth, a tingling. Some some are cold, uh, more than normal. Leg, feet, or last call, last call. Leg, feet, or knees, last call. Brother Doug, I thought it was my legs. Don't ask me later. This expires in 90 seconds. Last call. I thought it came because I I fell off the stage up here. Legs, feet, or knees, something going on, right? There's, now watch this. There is, there is 17 more people who aren't standing. There, I, I know it. I know it. Come on. Come on. Thank you. I saw that leg. Thank you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. Here we go. Let it come. Let your power come now. Father, this is an anointing for next steps into your destiny. So we, we say yes, God. Wisdom. <laughs> Peace for your situation. Wow. Oh, hey, a spiritual warfare gift just came. So let it come, Father. Yep. Whew. Amen. All right. I wasn't planning on doing that. <laughs> hey, that's not my notes. But see, God wants to do something new, right? Something new just came. Now it moved around. It shifted around. It's right now. How many people got their hands? Let me see you. The hands. See it shifted right now. Every time this comes, you know what I want. I want to tell you. This first happened to me in South Africa, and it, the the anointing is here because it was angels in the room when this happens. Now watch this. How many people got in your hands now? And now how many people feel it in another place in your body? How many people are feeling something somewhere in your body? Something somewhere. Come on, wave your hands. Because there's no way that that many people would be even faking this or even trying. That means there's angels in the room touching people in various places. So, Father, we say yes. 
Whoa. <laughs> we say, whoa. No. <laughs> you? All right. You can sit down. Because you know what? Something's about to happen. So as I was saying with the story, with the, I just did a demonstration speech, is that we got to be doing something new. Now, we just released an amazing anointing really fast. Didn't have to get, and able to get the meeting back. It was amazing uh, that... Because uh, <laughs> that's the new thing. The new thing is to do all kinds of things. The new thing is a Swiss Army knife. Pull out all the blades. Throw it at the wall. Something will stick. I just want to release this prophetic word that God is rebirthing a healing anointing right now, but it might look different. In fact, some people got healed. I felt tendonitis being healed while I'm standing up here. I'm not, who has tendonitis? Father of Jesus, stand up really quick. Tendonitis? And so let it come. Let, let your power come right now. No one has to touch you because the Lord's doing it. Phew, let your power come. Now, I really, I believe that this is a, uh, a creeper anointing. A serious creeper anointing here. You know what that is? It's going to soak in. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night with the presence on you. Let it come, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can have a seat. Watch this. I'm serious. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night and go, Doug? That's one way to get rid of tendonitis. Stomp it out. All right, I got a prophetic word here. I just had a dream. I just had this a few nights ago that Michelle Obama, President Obama's wife, had a new baby girl named RT. And she was a bundle of joy and love. And in dreams, uh, uh, babies often represent new things, new gifts, new callings, right? And this one grew up fast, but was a bundle of joy. And the Lord spoke to me that, the, that Michelle Obama is being given a gift of compassion right now, that he's moving on her heart. And RT is the right, right, is right. And things are, that we need to pray for her. So Father, we just, we just bless right now. Mrs. Obama to walk in this gift of compassion because she is a gatekeeper in the White House to be able to share your love. And, and Father, I just pray this in the name of Jesus that whatever it is, the right thing will happen and that bundle of joy will come in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to release another one real quick. Is Last year when I was here about the, the, uh, the prophetic word about... Um, San Francisco that never came about. I left here and I had prophesied that something would happen at Candlestick Park, central, centered around Candlestick Park. This is on my blog last year. You can look it up. DougAddison.com. Something would happen around Candlestick Park that the world would see. Anyone remember that? And then two weeks after I released that prophetic word, which I released it here, Two weeks later, guess what happens? What? You don't know? The, the power blew at 
candlestick part on Monday Night Football. The whole world saw the generators, they had to replace them because it's a prophetic word that God says, I'm doing something new that the current system will not be able to handle. I'm going to surge a power into the Bay Area that the current system isn't even prepared. And that's why I'm realizing now that the Lord's saying that he was, he was showing that he's released his power, but we weren't ready to be able to receive the whole thing, so we've had to get an upgrade this year. And now we have an upgrade, and we had attitude adjustments going on, and we're about to see something released. I'm convinced of it, that we're going to see something released in the Bay Area. Uh, about a month ago, I had a dream, and I was in Stockton, and uh, I had a dream. Uh, it was a, I mean, I, this was an experience. I was rattled by this experience. And I had this dream that I went to, uh, to pray for a man, and I went to pray for him, and his thumb... And I grabbed his hand to pray for him. His thumb had been hit with a, with a silver hammer. And I knew that thumb is, is a, apostolic. And it was in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I knew that the silver hammer, I just, the Lord spoke to me about that. It was the church. Actually, believers, redemptive people had tried to hammer down an apostolic leader in the San Francisco Bay Area. And that's why we're not seeing, really, the Lord told me, that's why we're not seeing the fullness of the revival because there's a man who is carrying it and has been hit by the church. And his wife is here. Uh, and uh, I'm talking about Mario Marillo. And Michelle's here. And uh, it, the Lord spoke to me the next day. It was Mario Marillo is, is carrying. And I didn't even know this. But he knows that, didn't he say that, that the Lord, would sh that he would see revival in the San Francisco Bay Area, right? And how old is he? He's 64 now. And, uh, and so I saw this, and I began to battle in the spirit over it. And I believe that this is a divine moment right now, that we're going to see something happen. I don't quite understand the depth of it. Uh, but I think that we need to just extend our hands right now to Michelle. And we just, let's just see this. We just ask forgiveness on behalf of the church who did not recognize, did not understand because of whatever reason, didn't recognize the apostolic leader in Mario and her and, and the, the calling that he was actually was placed on him and that the, the church had not seen it. And actually the, the enemy has come against you and, and, and uh, really hard. It come against your mind and, and, and you guys thought that, you, that you've been forgotten, put on the shelf in this, with this thing. But now let's break this thing, right? Yes. We just take Maxwell's silver hammer right out of the hand come of the on. enemy. And we take the Lord's hammer right now. And we say, well, we just build them up right now. Build them up. We build them up with the blessing of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that something new is about to happen. And God, I thank you that, uh, that the very words that were spoken, uh, my goodness, is something about 1934, uh, and there, there, was a, there was a prophecy and an anointing that was passed through him about something about 1934, it's about to come back. And someone by the name of Stephen, even, who was also a big uh, player, I don't, know, I don't even know any of this in the natural, but I'm seeing it right now. Father, I thank you that you're doing something new, and that, that Mario, who couldn't be here tonight, and who's carrying this anointing, we just bless them now to release that anointing over the San Francisco Bay Area. And that now we speak fullness of health. Something coming on your body right now in the name of Jesus. Hey, in Jesus' name. Do you feel that? I do. Whew. 
Yep. Something being broken tonight. Because we had to do it together as a church in the San Francisco Bay Area. We had to do it together as a church. Yes, Father, in Jesus' name. And the fear of being able to step up again. Because, you know, because uh, we just release this now. Here we go. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Because if anyone stepped up, you know what? What happens is, you ever play the kids' game whack a mole? You know, whack a mole? How many people know whack a mole? You know, that's kind of like uh, when you try to step up in the kingdom. There's always someone there. The enemy's there, other believers are there to whack a mole you down. Right? And then they start, the enemy tries to make you think that you had pride. You had too much pride. You know what we lack right now? We're on the opposite side of it. We, we're like, we have false humility. And I'm not saying these guys here had this calling. They got beat down. They got whack a mold. They got beat down. And something happened tonight. I don't know if you know this. I knew that I had to come here tonight just for this. I knew. Really. And so, Father, we just release this now. And we just thank you that there's something about to flip open. Hoo-wee. Yeah. Oh, we need parents to get their kids. We can't have a revival without kids. <laughs> Does it feel good? Did something get serious in here or what? <laughs> Whoa. And uh, I was just thinking about how significant it is. How many, um, how many West Bay people do we have here? How many people from the peninsula and over there? Let me see your hands, right? Over here, you guys, at San Francisco and the peninsula, West Bay. I think it's very significant that there's representatives from all over, North Bay, West Bay, ever. How many people? We've got the whole, the valley. We've got the whole group here. And we have people in the room. And I saw people I haven't seen in years. Uh, and that it was very significant that we come together tonight. Because many of you are carrying things. How many people have had a promise to be part of a revival in San Francisco? You've heard that. You, you, you've heard it. All right, I want you to stand up. You've had a word spoken over you about being part of a revival in the San Francisco Bay Area. Because this is significant, guys. And, uh, the, or you've had it, you felt it from the Lord or you had a word spoken over you. Because we, we need to do something. Because there's a bunch of us here have come together. And so... Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, why don't y'all come down? Is that a, come on down? We need to, we need to do something because there's a presence up here. I want to make sure you get. Last call for San Francisco. Last call. Now, isn't this significant? Just prophetic. Now, you feel the difference when we all got up here? I did. Ooh. So, Father, we just joined together as those who have almost lost hope, who've been, uh, who have been, uh, man, picking away at that rock for a long time. <laughs> and it's time to get out of Alcatraz. So, Father, we declare that the rock is now in town. 
At the rock, Jesus Christ trumps everything. And Father, we declare hope deferred, broken over everybody. And we just declare right now in the name of Jesus, something's going to happen over San Francisco, the whole Bay Area, that the entire world's going to see. Where they have said they can't do it. God says, watch me do it. Where they say, they have judged, prejudged. There's a movement about to happen in the gay and lesbian community. I, I am not kidding you. I'm already seeing it happen in Southern California. And people, I'm not allowed to talk about it. You know, because it's too controversial. We don't want anything like that. And, and God says he's going to bring home the prodigals. Do you realize if he brings the prodigals home, that's going to be a mess. <laughs> You know why? Because they're the ones out in New Age and stuff. <laughs> so, Father, we just, we just speak this now. Everybody in the room, come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus that this thing breaks open. We break open something new over the San Francisco Bay Area, almost like an arrow being shot. <laughs> We got any of the native drums up here? Can we get you got something going? Whoa, hey. Come on. Just gonna release it. There's a protocol. Can we bring the drums up here just real quick? Just a, This is a repeat of last year. I don't know if you remember this. We did this last year. Here we do it again. Come on up. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just make a declaration. And those with First Nations blood who has authority to release this thing. I have First Nations blood, Cherokee. Anybody else? We just release now, Father, that the First Nations that has the authority in the land. Where the gold was stolen in San Francisco. And what was intended for good, we release it back into the kingdom. We just release all the things. Whoa, do you feel that? My goodness. Go ahead. We'll take all nations. Let's go. Come on. Got a microphone? Do you have a mic? Can I get a mic? Is it? Suppose Yellow, please. Yellow. Come on, go ahead. You keep going. So let it come now, God. Let your power come. Hey, Sharon, you want to release fire? <laughs> she has authority. In the San Francisco Bay Area. It's my friend Sharon. We actually, she helped me start out in my ministry in San Francisco. And, and uh, in the financial district. And she has an authority. The Lord told me when I looked over and saw you, I knew that this is a night. This is the first time that we've ministered in a long time. And that this would be something that would happen when we did this. Let it come, Father. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. There it is, right there. He's not done yet. More, Lord. Yeah. Let your power come. <laughs> there it is. There we go. Whoa. Oh my God. Who? 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 about to happen yes father we say yes to you we say yes to this we say yes that something opened in the heavens and I saw tumblers like a lock in heaven the vault of heaven being opened I felt it you feel that shift just a minute ago something happened and the vault of heaven being opened and now kingdom finances being poured out but yet Really, we have to go after them. We have to go in there. The, you know, doesn't matter if the giants are big. The Lord's bigger. And we need to open it up. God's going to do something new. It will require you to step out. And I feel like there's people that know right now that you have a Joseph anointing or there's some kind of business anointing because that's what's happening right now. A business, if you've lost masses amount of money or you have a business calling, something about that. I want you to make your way down here really quick because something's going on right now. The business anointing. The business calling. Incoming. Make way. Just come on up here. Just come up on the stage real quick. Come up on the stage. This business calling, business anointing. Don't break anything. 
No, you gotta have this. You gotta have the joke. Hey, there ain't that many, is there? Don't break anything. Is there? Don't break your head. <laughs> Whoops. All right. We got everybody? So watch this. Watch it. I'm serious. She's okay. She's good. Easy. All right. Watch this. In Jesus' name. Watch this. Kingdom finances are needed. So kingdom financial strategies be released now. Let it come. Kingdom financial strategies over your life. I feel it. Hey, here it comes. In Jesus' name. The reason I wanted you up on the stage is because God's going to place you on the stage of the business world. Or on the stage of whatever it is that you're called to do. And He's going to increase finances. So let that come. Father, we release finances. We release strategies from heaven. And I declare, oh my, we're not just talking debt free. No, no. <laughs> we're talking about strategies. Whoa, whoa, in Jesus' name. Easy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Maybe we should go back down there. It's pretty strong up here. So let your power come, Father. Let your power come. Yeah, it's powerful. There's a power here. There's a power. Maybe we should do a... I, mean, I don't want to break anything. Sorry. I felt like everyone should come up, but I just don't want to break anything. We all right? We're good. We're good. Our judges said we're okay. So let it come now. Shut Shut Father, in Jesus' name. Catch someone if they tend to fall. Be a self-catcher if you need them. Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. Let your power come, Father. Let your presence feel that? My goodness, my hand's on fire right now. I think, uh, can we do a, a, a blessing tunnel or something? I don't know. My hand is completely on fire. You're going to just, Jesus, I just speak in the name of Jesus. Careful, don't fall on anybody. Be a self-catcher. <laughs> Whoa! Guess we didn't need those sticks anyway. In Jesus' name, Father. In Jesus' name. Whoa! Jesus, Shonda. Hey. Whoa! Whoa! Don't break anything. All right. Incoming. 
God, in Jesus' name, financial strategies, kingdom financial strategies in the name of Jesus. Yes. You watch. Watch and see. We're going to see amazing things happen. Amazing things in Jesus' name. Let your... <laughs> Whoa! Hey! <laughs> Power come. Ooh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let your power come, Father. Work my way back up here. Incoming. So, uh, Maybe we should just, because I got, there's, I don't usually have this, like my hand on fire like this when we're talking about finances. And I have, I mean, I, I just want to say this. We need to, like, do a, a financial blessing tunnel. We need to do a financial blessing tunnel. So we all got to get back down there. We're just trying to herd crowds. Part of ministry training is herding crowds. Financial blessing tunnel. I'll take my arm back, thank you. But wait a minute, we gotta get we gotta get organized here. Okay. Alright, you guys know how to do a fire tunnel, but we're gonna do a financial blessing tunnel in Jesus' name. Double dipper. Alright, do you know how to do it? Here's how we'll do it. Anybody who's debt free. You want to clear this place here. Anybody who's debt free, I want you to come up here. If you're debt free, this is not to humiliate anybody or make, but we're going to, those who are debt free are going to bless those who have debt. Okay? And then I need the debt free group here. Last call, debt free, last call. If you're, if you're under 18 and it doesn't count. No, it is debt free. Debt free. No, no. Okay, now hold on. Just we're just gonna we're gonna hold on. Okay, who's debt free? Anybody? Okay, let's line up the debt free people. Line up right here, down here, down this way. Debt free, right here. Last call, debt free. Can we? We just need to. We're gonna try to do a. Uh, can we? Yeah. Over there. All right. The ones that are not get down there and get in line, so we can. You know how to do a fire tunnel. We're going to do a, a financial blessing tunnel. Where's the debt-free people start? Right here. You guys start? Okay. So now you want to make uh, two lines. You know how to do it. Double up here, you guys. Double up. Debt-free tunnel. Debt-free. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> do you want some cash or What's that? No. Where should be good? Debt free, right? We want to line up on both sides. Sure, get in here. That's as long as your mortgage is under, underwater. All right. Is it? Is this? All right. Was this a debt free? Debt free tunnel. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, where's it start? Where's it? Are we here? All right. Okay. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I thank you for those who don't have debt, and this is not to honor anybody. 
uh, or anything like that or humiliate anybody. This is to extend blessing. Shoo. That was a double dip there. Hey. Whoa. 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 <laughs> financial str- financial blessings, financial blessings, financial blessings, financial blessings in the name of Jesus. Here we go. All right, let him come. Come on down. Whew, I've got it. Hey, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we need an enablers <laughs> to help them. We got to help them. Help them, Jesus.